Welcome to the MMA Roadshow, episode number 374. My name is John Morgan. Cold coffee is with me here in the beautiful, all brand new, luxurious, <laughs> updated 2.0 Casa de Cold Coffee. Every time you say it, it makes you think like, but I haven't done anything since the last time. Is it really updated? <laughs> I, did, I did vacuum the floors, even though it doesn't look like it, because the cat destroys the floor and the dog hair well, gets I everywhere. get on the staff over here, man. I'm slipping a little bit. Staff, where are you? <laughs> <laughs> the staff is me, as you see my little vacuum clean over oh. there. That has been like the greatest thing that I purchased recently. It's like, so I bought the vacuum to do the stairs. Right. Um, but the way that that little brush thing works, it's cordless. So uh, I just have to charge it. It works perfect on using on the floor to like pick up the dog hair and like uh, all the other little shit. Well, these hardwood so, floors, man, they get kind of uh, they well, show the yeah, dust. You know, <laughs> I would get down there and buff it up, but you know, uh, but no, it, it is it. I don't mind. Like I, that's like my Sunday routine. You know, when I let the staff off, so <laughs> then give I, one I, day, I, I gotta give them that one day. So I just I'll run through and like do it. And uh, there's something you know when I was younger. Cleaning was never ever. I don't know if anybody ever really takes like pleasure when you're young, like cleaning. No, it's just a torture. Not. It's a chore. Hundred percent. Now, when I do it, like on Sundays, when I got some time and I do it, and I see that the floor looks good, and the, and then like this, like the sitting areas look good, I'm like, good job. And I take pleasure, and I'm like, when did that happen? Wow, like, when did the switch happen? You're adulting now. <laughs> I'm adulting. <laughs> Just a, just a, just a, just a little so bit good. on Sunday. There's like an hour on Sunday where I'm cleaning. I'm adulting. Uh, but yeah, no, it it. Uh, I don't know. It feels good. I'm not sure when it happened, but uh, you know, I think it did once the once the 2.0, once the new casa came yeah. up. It was like you know you want to keep it a it little bit. Takes some pride know? in a nice place yeah. like this, man. Yeah. I mean, not that the other casa de cold coffee it was worked. incredible. It, it worked. worked. It worked. It worked. I tell you, when I went over to I went over in the old neighborhood today to uh, go see a movie with the old Powell Station. Yeah. And it it I I would lie if I didn't get like nostalgic when I drive through the neighborhood. Like when I drive through those streets, I, I feel like I could do it with my eyes closed. Right. I've lived over there for so long. So, you know, going over there, there was part of me was like, Should I drive by just to see it? And I was like, No, what's that gonna do? Ten years, right? Ten years. Yeah, I, ten mean, years. I mean, look, not to be crazy, but like that's almost a quarter of your life. Like not right? not quite, but I mean that's yeah. that's a big significant section yeah. of time. Yeah, it really, really is, but Oh well, cool uh, movie theater. By the way, if you're ever oh, looking man, for a movie I'm theater, uh, a little little behind the scenes recommendation for yeah. uh, non locals, whatever. For, for some reason, while you're in Vegas, you want to see a movie, which I get. There's a lot of other things to do than go see a movie. <laughs> Sometimes but you might want to just switch it up. That's what I'm saying. If you just want to stay out of the club for a little bit or whatever, go over to the Cinnabar at Palace Station. It is a cool little movie theater, and I'm not yeah. a, I'm not a huge movie theater guy. But it's just, man, they got the nice recliners with the power seats. Yeah. They'll deliver some frosty beverages to your seat. You got a you little know tray I mean? that swivels in and ah. out at your thing, so they'll it's bring nice. you a nice food. Like, the food's actually pretty decent, too. Yeah. Today, I just had popcorn because, you know, trying to watch that fit, trying to watch the well, weight, even though say, I even I, though I did have butter on it and oh, stuff. But. Oh, look, look, I threw some butter on it. Look at this. This is a whole <laughs> new guy. I'm sitting here with a couple frosty beverages in front of me. He's got a jug of water over there. Look, I, pro- I promise that we're not going to do the, uh, the weekly cold coffee training report i understand yeah. that that's not what we're but no. three days in we i know the folks want to hear a little bit i mean how hard has this three days oh, been versus Lord. your expectations it's uh it's every bit as hard as i i kind of thought i don't know if i thought it would be uh easier i think i thought it would have been like oh man i can't wait to get in there and hit mitts man and start doing it was like we're doing cardio. We're doing warm ups. Like the warm ups are fucking destroying me. And right. then you know, then by the end later on, as you go later on into the class, as we're you know hopping in lines and throwing jabs down the line, or we're um, what was what was the word I said earlier when we were uh, shrimping? Oh yeah. You know, just doing all these different moves that are like necessary moves within um, MMA for training, like. Bro, it's just it's fucking destroying me. And I know that like guys like them, they're probably like these motherfuckers can't even do the work because they'll say it. <laughs> Justin James the up everyone's like, it's just a warm up, folks. <laughs> it's just a warm up, and I'm like dying over there, dude. They're they're great. Him and Juan are really really good. Like they're the ones that are doing the bulk, even though uh, you know Ryan is 
like the third half of it. I think Ryan's more of just, uh, hey, I'll, I'll fill in when these guys can't do it or whatever. Yeah. So, like, it's it's mainly Juan and, and Justin. So, they were very happy today. So, today we actually got to do a little bit of grappling and started doing some stuff. But, man, um, boy, I am every bit – I felt my age and, like, out of shape. You know, there's probably, like, 20-something of us in there. Um, I'm probably – easily the most out of shape motherfucker <laughs> in the class uh but it's good man um you know they're pushing they're pushing everybody for the most part's been very supportive you know it's kind of cool because a lot of people are all th- are all there for different reasons but um everybody's been supportive you know at the end you know everybody's good job good job good job good job to everybody and, and kind of pushing so i think that's the that's the you know it hasn't got to the that's point cool. where some of them later on are gonna be maybe okay. fighting well each that's other. what i was asking that's why i want to know, know right like, now it's, it's all still touchy happy feely is anybody yeah. like eyeing each other up a little bit i'm like, sure i'm the fucking target they all want to fight <laughs> they're like this motherfucker gets tired after the warm-up laps they're like uh yeah uh, i'll go up and fight him in whatever weight is it whatever <laughs> yeah. weight he is like you guys aren't the same size that's okay that's okay <laughs> they're like you're giving up 150 okay cool cool i'll i'll get i'll tie one of my arms behind my back too uh so yeah today i was rolling or not i won't say we were rolling we were doing some of the grappling and ground skills uh god what the fuck his name i'm so bad on names because i want to say his name was Bo or b but i was like no that's another dude but the dude's uh he was he's probably about six three Maybe six three, six four, three hundred and sixty pounds. Used to play big football, boy. Big, big boy. Yeah, and like trying to like, you know, break his guard and like hop over and get into side control and start working like you know uh, an Americana his arm. Like he's a big boy and like and then like moving my weight around as well. It's just like holy cow! I feel every bit the hey, you sat on your ass for the last 20 years of your life, and now you're trying now to do something. Now you're paying the price for it. Now you're doing something. Uh, but, yeah, man, it's it's good, man. Uh, I was telling you, like, this morning I was looking in the mirror, and I was just like, uh, do we got to do this again? Is the week over? And I was like, bro, you cannot be like this already. Like, be grateful. You have an opportunity. You're alive to try to do this shit. You have an opportunity to push yourself. Mm. And my mantra that I've been carrying through this thing so far, I tell myself when I wake up, when I'm sitting in the bed before I even stand up, and and before I leave the house and before I walk in the gym, I say, it's going to be tough. It's going to be rough, but you're going to do fucking great. <laughs> and I, I just love it. say it over and over. That's, <laughs> that's, affirmation. that's my Rose Dominus affirmation before I go into the ring. Um, yeah, man. But uh, it's been great, man. So hopefully I'll share some... Uh, some numbers and good things. I inter- I introduced back in uh, intermittent fat intermittent fasting. So uh, I stop eating, and then um, in the morning, when I'm going into the class, I'm like really really peak in like the the fasting window when you're in the ketosis state, and then hopefully trying to burn stuff. And it's so far I haven't felt really really bad because it's not like lifting heavy weights besides my big ass fucking belly. <laughs> Um, and it's been really, really, it's been good so far. I haven't regretted that. So I'm down, I think I'm down, I was down five pounds today. So that's a day three. So that's awesome. Yeah. That's so hopefully it just keeps going or whatever. So, I mean, it's, but that's the thing, like even just intermittent fasting, you'll start dropping some shit. So I, what I want to start seeing is, uh, a bigger sort of rate, but I know, I think some of the soreness and shit that's happening, hopefully I'll gain some muscle mass back, and that's mm-hmm. what I want as well. Um, it's crazy. I mean, yeah. it's My body's went the long way in the wrong direction over the years. It's getting so, jarred back know, in the right one. It's just trying to get No easing back in back. in an MMA that's training it. camp, right? That's, that's good, man. No, listen, like I said, I, I promise to our listeners we won't be doing a, you know the weekly update or whatever. But, nah. hey, listen, I have a lot of respect for you for doing it and a lot of respect for really everybody, everybody in there, man, because I know – uh, not a, not an easy program, man. And doing yeah. it every day for twelve weeks. I mean, yeah, one uh, twenty weeks. Twenty weeks. That's right. Twenty yeah. weeks. I keep thinking twelve. Well, it's 20. funny because Juan said something the other day. One of the coaches, he's like, he's like, guys, I didn't take my first amateur fight till like after I'd been doing this for like ten years. He's like, y'all trying to do it after twenty weeks. He's like. It's a little crazy, and he's like, and it's a little wild. He's like, but that's why you have to go at a – the pace is going to be much quicker. We don't – a lot of these people don't have that time. Right. And I say that a lot of these people because I have no intention right now of taking my <laughs> fight, 
you know, at, at or fighting at the very end of this. You know, I, I mean, I fight in the streets, not in the cage, dog. <laughs> right. the, it just wouldn't be fair. It just wouldn't a man, be if you're fair. experienced in combat sports, you know what I mean? I mean, if there's been anything that it showed me, like, uh, is the, the respect for what these, what we've, we've said the time and time again, the, the, the discipline and the effort that these athletes have done to get their bodies to like this for them to be able to do the shit that they do is just absolutely incredible. And one of the things I've realized is I have zero cardio. Like when you can't hit a bag and you have to slow down and stop and say it's a a three minute round on the bag or two minute round on the bag and you're burning out. Imagine an amateur fight is three, two minute minute rounds. rounds. So if you can't go a hundred percent with somebody coming at you for those two minutes and you're dying it's only going to be exponentially oh. worse if you have somebody coming at you and the then your adrenaline. Your adrenaline. You have. I'm just like, I would have to see amazing like differences. And that's why I think I've seen some people say like, oh, well, you know, they do it again and then they see where they go or whatever. Not that I would try to do it again, but I'm, what I'm hoping is that this does kickstart back in the idea that fitness needs to be part of our lives. You know, we've been saying this for years True. and everybody listening to this podcast has been hearing us say this for years. You know, True. it's like, you know, we got to do something. We're only getting older. We're only getting older. You know, um, just got to do something. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, no, we won't bore him with whatever. I mean, I'll, I'll, I will put some more of that shit on, on Patreon. I'll bore those folks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> As well, but um, no, it's good. Um, it's interesting. Um, it really, really is. You know, it's uh, you know, seeing those moves and actually trying to put it like I've said in my mind a ton of times when I've watched like these moves. Like you're like, oh, okay, I know how to do an Americana. And then when you're like, okay, well, show me. You're like, oh, uh, uh, yeah, exactly. you know, because there were there were points where I was like, why am I'm pulling in? And I'm like, why why am I not getting to that point yet? It's all the difference of my position of where my my chest and my head over top of their body right. having enough leverage to be able to pull it in when you're further back and say your head and your chest is maybe only halfway along over their their chest or even closer to where you're barely going across and then you're just reaching upon it yeah. or reaching across you're not getting enough torque that's that slight little it's difference those, it's, those, it's those little details little, tip, little details mm-hmm. and it's just like I was like what is going on why is this not and Juan came and kind of broke it down and then it was the guy I was working with and I was like, oh, my gosh, it's just that simple thing. But you don't really think about it, especially when you're tired. You're just like, Ugh, I just got out of this guard. Now I'm getting in the side guard, you know, in the side control. And then I'm trying to go. And I'm like, why? hey, I've seen this on TV. Why isn't it doing it, you know? And then <laughs> just to a tap. little. Did, yeah. He's just really flexible, coach. I don't <laughs> he's know. He's just really flexible. He's like rubber. <laughs> he just didn't break. Uh, yeah. So, the, yeah, it, it's definitely anything else. It's giving me a definitely a. Uh, a much bigger respect for the technique and uh, the effort that goes behind what That's these awesome. what these men and women do every day that we're you know lucky enough to cover you know so yeah <laughs> day three day, day three, three of twenty weeks man I love it well props <laughs> to you for doing it man and uh, props to everybody that's doing it out there so I had to get the update because I'm I'm seeing he's a broken man already folks he's a, pro- <laughs> he's a broken man hopefully hopefully they'll they'll continue to build him up man build it up they got to break you down to build you up right he's like bro what time can you get over to my house to get this podcast done because I'm about to fall asleep bro I got to- <laughs> if I didn't go to watch a movie earlier I was gonna be napping on the on the couch because I was just like I was just done I was like but then I'm starting to think like well if I nap now will I be able to go to bed early I'm putting myself to bed at like 10 o'clock at night. Live in Las Vegas. I'm like, I'm going. It's time to go to bed. It's ten o'clock, folks. Oh, you know, man. like literally, like I'm seventy years old. But you got to do it. Whatever. Well, listen. Not a busy weekend on the MA schedule. Memorial Day weekend yes. coming up, which I know everybody's kind of excited about. I, I'm still doing putting in some work. I'm gonna head out. I'm to- on staycation right now. Did I tell you that? No, really. Yeah. So since uh, since it's not a UFC, I was like, uh, since we're doing that whole managed time off, yeah. you know, I just assume every week of my life is going to be a UFC fight. Right. So last week. I was like, oh, man, who's it next week? They're like, no, we don't have a UFC. I was like, we don't have a UFC? So I immediately hit up management and was like, yo, there's no there's no thing. I was like, can I take like Friday and Saturday? And they're like, I bet we can extend it to Thursday too. Nice. Normally I have uh, Tuesdays off. Yep. So they made me work Tuesday and then gave me today off. 
And then I have the rest of the – I'm off till like, Monday. Good for you. Dude. Well, at least, for, you know, for your first week of training camp, you don't have to balance <laughs> work as well. I know. Man. I was like, yeah, you still got to get up in the morning and go to the gym. Oh, that's so true, right? I know, but I can't bitch about it. That's that's it. I can't I can't bitch. You know, I'm alive to do it, and fuck it. It's going to get better. It'll get better. It'll get uh, I, I've still got some in there. We'll, we'll talk about CFSC and Fury Grappling as well, but I did want to ask you about the continued fallout from UFC Fight Night 206. Uh, Vieira picking up the uh, decision win over home and a lot of people unhappy about it at the time. And yeah. it's been interesting to see the fallout, right? Because people have been flip-flopping, though. Well, here, so here's a lot of flippity-flop. A lot of people are coming back, like, you know, I watched it again, and I can totally yeah. see how it went for Kelly yeah. Vieira. And, but here's what I'm – okay, first things first. I wonder – it seems to me this is the weirdest fight to get up in arms about. Like, this is the fight that we're going to be like, dude, you got to blow the system up and start it over. Like, this right. was like a razor thin yeah. fight. Like, no matter how you break it down, the judges' scorecards, as we've talked about at length, is it all but one score. You know, yeah. was I mean, so it just seems weird to me that this is the fight that finally everybody's like, I've had enough of all of this. You know, we got to do something about it. And I just wonder if that's simply because of where it fell on the schedule and that there is nothing this week. Like, if we did have another oh, UFC event to, to go to or a pay-per-view. To erase the memory. Yeah, that people would just be like, all right, let's move on. Because I feel like there's being so much time tonight. And I wonder a lot if that's of, just it. A lot of debate on Twitter. Like, you're a right. Lot. Like, even still, like, I think yesterday or maybe it was today where I saw people talking about it. You're right. And I was just like, that's weird. They're still kind of going over it. You know, it's you know while you're watching it, you know, and it's bringing back all the debates of open scoring, whether you need to, you know, people want to see where the rat is, the fights are going on. We know that none of the judges sitting around are seeing those stat counts after every round. They just take it in and what they're looking at their head, you know, what they can remember. I know I personally started judging myself to what I saw. You know, when I saw the the so much control over and over and over I was just like ah Holly definitely won it but then you know as you start thinking about damage and what else she was doing and even that night when Ketlin was talking about you know she was kind of, it was almost like she was stalling because when she had me she wasn't really doing anything she was just controlling me up against the cage that being said I mean so many people have and then I started noticing I almost felt like I was flippity flopping and then I saw mm -hmm. other people that were like you know I know that night I was like, you know, Holly, definitely this, you know, but after the fact, when I looked at it, you know, yeah, damage, you know, uh, Ketlin didn't even look like she was in a fight. Holly didn't, you know, Holly was wearing all the damage. Judges don't get to see the scorecard, like those, the stats of how many strikes. Right. When I saw that that night, I was like, oh, my gosh, I didn't I didn't remember Holly doing that much, right. like that many strikes. Right. Like I was surprised because, listen, you know, sometimes the commentary can can sort of set a mood in your head as well. 100%. Commentary was was reaffirming when I was watching. I saw Holly was able to throw side kicks. She threw some other kicks, but every time she tried to go and throw a strike, she was getting better counter strike by Ketlin. Right. And at some point, it just felt like I stopped seeing Holly throwing strikes. I was getting, I was seeing every once in a while she would do the side kick, she would throw some other kicks. So when I saw the stat numbers at the end where clearly Holly had so many more punches, I was like, did those all happen in those clinches or something? Or, you know, I know Ketlin's like, oh, you know, they were just little pity pats, you know, which made me think about when the, the women's fight got stopped with um, Velasquez and uh, uh, Carmouche. Right, right, right. Over in where it was like, was yeah. like, those elbows, are they really doing anything? And right. then they stop that one right there, you know. So, you know, when I saw how many punches were attributed to, to Holly, I was like, man, how did I miss all that? And I was like, but if I saw those, I would immediately be like, yes, Holly, for sure. Your first thought of thinking that she that she won because of all this control was validated. But I don't remember that when I watched it. You know, maybe if I go back and watch it again, then I would maybe feel bigger the one way or another but i do that night remember thinking that how much she was controlling up against the cage that i was like man ketlin can't do anything you know like they're not going to pull her out she has to do something about it so i was like oh clearly holly did more she was pushing the pace you know and then i guess that's when everybody's like well what actually 
counts to the scoring. Well, I think and that's that's the good are. thing that's happening, right? Is at least people are having these discussions about reading the criteria and understanding the criteria and really getting it. But it is funny because, like, as you said, you know, the damage and the more immediately impactful blows, as it's labeled, that's what's most, um, you know, that's what's most meaningful. And the control time is really considered more of a neutral position. But it's not a neutral position, you know. What I mean, it just makes right. me wonder if the criteria is worded exactly right, or you know, even when you've got like, you know, I think back to Rose Namajunas saying, "What I don't get rewarded for my defense," and everybody was like, "Well, no, you don't." But it makes you wonder, like, if here's a UFC champion athlete that thinks they should be rewarded for their defense, maybe there's something to discuss there, you know? And yeah. and, and and I do agree that damage and the more immediate impactful blows, like I agree, that's what it should. Be. I think that's encouraging a fight versus right. encouraging a stall, grapple, clinch fest, right. right? But, you know, when you look at those shots, I would agree with you that I thought, you know, Ketlin was getting the, the better shots in, in countering, but I don't think she was, like, destroying anything. You know what no, I mean? So that's what trips me out. Right. That's what trips me out about it. I think this is a really good fight to debate, like, what matters and how to score and that sort of thing because it was so close and it was two different kinds of styles. And as I said on the NF episode this past week, Holly Holmes' style is just tough because it's yeah. not, you know, for, to, to, to be rewarded by the judges because if she gets caught by a counter, it's almost always, I think, it seems like going to be more powerful because she's coming with the volume. She never you know? stops moving. She, 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 it's, yeah. <laughs> she it's, ran out to the cage. She doesn't even stand, stand during yeah, her intros. Paces back and forth. It's crazy, man. It's nonstop movement. So I, I, I don't know. It just, it just seems weird to me that this is the time that we're talking about. And I, I want to say this, too. This open scoring debate, to me, these are different discussions. If we, open scoring has nothing to do with making sure the right person is winning. You right. know what I mean? Like, it has nothing to do with making sure the scoring is being done properly. And I don't understand why people debate those at the same time. Have they ever assigned, like, a not a point value, but has the commission ever said clearly, this is what we, when we go to scoring on a round, this is the basis that we go from and everything falls back from that point. Have they ever said, you know, clearly... You know, if you're doing strikes with damage to the head or to the body where we see like this, 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 I'm going to look at this and score this in my mind as one way. Whereas, if, you know, yeah, somebody's ground, you know, control time, uh, you know, we're going to give them something for it. But really, I want to see this. I just don't know if I've ever seen it laid out where it's clearly shown instead of where it's a gut feeling. And I think that's what people when they start trying to say this open scoring is that they want to see what that judge thought at that time. So they kind of know where it's at, but I've just never heard a commission sort of say, this is what our judges are. This is the, the, our, you know, our first look is here. Our second look is here. Our third look is here. It's interesting. I do. And see, that's one thing that I've been kind of critical of with the criteria is I don't love the wording of it. Like I love the idea of it. Like I do like the idea that like, look, what we're trying to do is encourage action and encourage impact. You know what I mean? Not, Hey, they took me down and held me, so therefore they won. Like, that's not a great fight. That's not what we want to see. But you're right. I mean, so when you look at the round scoring, for instance, it's, it's, and it's just, if you ever want to see this, guys, it's at abcboxing.com, the Association of Boxing Commissions. Um, a 10-10 round in MMA is both fighters have competed for whatever duration of time in the round, and there is no difference or advantage between either fighter, which we know is pretty much impossible according to the way the judges implement it. Right. It, 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 says, it, it should be extremely rare, and it's not a score to be used as an excuse by a judge that cannot assess the differences in the round. And then when you go to 10-9, a 10-9 round is MMA is in, in MMA is where one combatant wins the round by a close margin. A 10-8 round in MMA is where one fighter wins the round by a large margin. So, you know... So it's so just giving margins, but it's like, but what is this scoring on? Yeah, and, and, <laughs> and I don't want to bore anybody by reading because you yeah. can see it directly. But I do encourage everybody to read it because I do think... I, that is, I think, the benefit of it is more and more people are actually going to this criteria yeah. and reading it. But a 10-9 round in MMA is the most common score a judge assesses during the night. If during the round the judge sees a fighter land the better strikes or utilizes effective grappling during the competition, even by just one technique over their opponent, the judge shall give the winning fighter a score of 10 while assessing the losing fighter a score of 9 or less. It is imperative that judges understand that a score of nine is not an automatic numerical score given to the losing fighter of the round. The judge must consider, was the fighter engaged in offensive actions through the round? Did the losing fighter compete with an attitude of attempting to win the fight or just to survive the offensive <laughs> actions of their opponent? A score of 10-9 can reflect an extremely close round or a round of marginal domination and or impact. So it's like, it just seems so subjective to me. It really, you know really what is. I mean? But it definitely, you definitely get the feeling where it's like, was one trying and one not. Like, right. I like the one that was like, was he losing or did they look like they wanted to die and they were so embarrassed? <laughs> Sorry, I could not It's like they were like, points. they're like, can you, can you cross that part? Let's not say embarrassed and they want to die. Let's just say it doesn't look like they're trying. <laughs> so true. 
Uh, but yeah, I mean, wow, it's so subjective. Uh, but you're right. I mean, at least they start to lay it out. But, it, it, you know, when they say, you know, when somebody's, you know, controlling or like a submission, I mean, I can see where somebody's like, if I have them in a position up against the cage and I'm in the underhooks, you know, and I'm close to where I might throw, I'm engaged almost in a technique. You have to score that as I'm I'm in a technique doing something, you yep. know, even though when you look at it, you might be like... That was just a transitional move. Yeah, you're just kind of not doing anything, you know. But I, So the, the definition, legal blow... This is effective striking, by the way. Legal blows that have immediate or cumulative impact with the potential to contribute towards the end of the match with the immediate weighing more heavily than the cumulative impact, which essentially at that point is stating that volume versus power, you're right. going to reward the power. But how much volume versus yeah. – you know what I mean? Like, just, okay, so if, I if get you're you strikes, home yeah. and, and I'm, I'm pa 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 and I move pa 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 and you yeah. hit me with one, it, does, does my 10 not matter? Like, it, it's yeah. just – that's the part that I think is still – and that's the part to me that needs – I honestly think the judges are better than people want to give them credit for. They are way more knowledgeable in martial arts than people want to give them credit to. They, 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 they aren't, you know, the quote-unquote boxing judges. Now, don't get me wrong. It's some of the local commissions – you know, some of the local commissions yeah. that don't do a lot of fights, yes, you have some subpar judges. But in Nevada, where these guys are working every damn – think about how much practice these guys and girls have gotten during the pandemic period when every event was at the apex. I mean, these dudes have done ton of rounds, and yeah. they talk about it. They discuss it, man. You see them get together afterwards. You know, they do these training sessions. The judges are better than – I thought that's when they give them money. I thought that, that's you know, when that, they trade the money for the bets. Well They're done, like, sir. Like, well bro, done. good job, good job. You won me 1000 You're terrible. Here's you shouldn't even cut. say that. Here's You're like, cut. I knew something like that was going on. <laughs> Here's your cat. Uh, but I think they're better than, than people want to give it credit for. I, I just think that I do, and I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to say the criteria isn't good. I just, I've always felt since these were first implemented, I feel like they could be defined a little bit more. And I think yeah. that's what we need to worry This whole let's add five judges, this is the thing. So people always say, oh, we have terrible judges, so let's get five of them. You just said we can't get three. Yeah. <laughs> if we can't get three to call it right, why are we going to get five? Why are we get seven? Why don't we yeah. get 100? Like, I, I don't think that's the issue. I don't think you need more judges. I know there's people that say, oh, the 10-9 system, it's made for boxing. It doesn't work. I'm going to be honest with you. The 10-9 system may not be perfect. But I haven't seen something that works better. You know, this whole, you know, and I know that some organizations, including, you know, Pride in the past, you would judge as a whole. To be honest, I think that's incredibly difficult, man. It's incredibly yeah. difficult to remember what happened over the course of five minutes. Now you're asking me to judge entirely without any recency bias on what happened towards the end that of the last fight, yep. 15 minutes or 25 minutes. I mean, try to remember every technique that happened in a 25-minute fight and where it stands. Like, so judging as a whole on the entirety, I think, is difficult. And I just – the open scoring debate, I, I don't like open scoring for a number of reasons, um, it, not the least of which is just the way it could have an immediate impact on the way the fight plays out. I mean, you see how guys – think about how fighters get distracted sometimes with fouls that are called or not called or whatever, and you can see their concentration breaking and yeah. you can see their reaction to it. I can see that feeding in too. You're trying to keep your fighter zoned in on the moment. I don't think open scoring helps with that. And – I will say this. I know I hear some people saying this is a silly reason, but I do think it is. That drama of the scores being read out, that is that is an inherent moment of the sport. You know what I mean? The and still. Especially especially because they they always like, if if it's like a split, they're like, I'm going to give you one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I'm going to give you one. Now let's wait for it where they can easily just be like, and the winner is, right. you know, and just nah, cut to the a, chase. That's a dramatic you know? moment of the sport. That's I know entertainment. That, that may side. sound silly, and I, and I hear the audience, oh, what other sport do people not know the score if you didn't know the score of the basketball game until the third quarter? Well, if the point of the basketball game was to knock out your opponent or submit your opponent, the point of MMA yeah. is not to score points. Yeah. You know what I mean? The, the, so, you know, if, if – if, how can you be a fan of like, oh, I like open scoring, but you know, you know, pride where they used to judge fights as a whole, that's a good thing too. Well, then there's no – just the arguments – I just think I think the criteria can be dialed in a little bit more. I think yeah. they need to continually be refined, and 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 we make sure that the system is 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 clearly defined so that there is less because that's the that's the part about it, is at the end of the day, uh, you still hear people saying, well, it depends if the judge saw this or the judge favored this, yep. and, and that's not good. And the other thing I will say too, uh, and I know the Nevada State Athletic Commission is trying to reach out to the UFC and work with them, and I hope that this happens, but they're trying to do seminars for all these broadcasters to really educate them on everything. And I think that is, is huge because I will say, if you're giving as a broadcaster, and I'm not trying to – I mean, look, these broadcasters, they do a phenomenal job. 
But if you are giving bad information, like the whole thing when they're like, I don't even know what these judges are looking for. Yeah. I do. It's right here. This is what they're looking for. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you should be able to quote this is what now yeah. could you now, say granted, that they might be you might say that they're doing it wrong, but if you can at least say to the if you can at least say to the audience this is what the officials should be looking for. The officials should be measuring and looking for the most effective striking, you know, favoring the immediate blows. Over right. the, you, know, it, you should be able to say that. And, again, I'm not trying to insult anybody, but they know the sport very well. But I think, you know, especially those fighters and those, you know, those analysts that are coming from the fighting world, look, we know the fighters don't know this criteria, which is not good. It's not a good thing, but we right. know they don't know it. Right. They need to know this stuff. And fighters, active fighters need to know it. But I think when, when, when the broadcasters can give that accurate information, that helps the audience a whole lot. And I think it, it, it doesn't create so much distrust in the system and it doesn't create as much frustration, yeah. you know, at least. And I think it's important. I hope that that works. I know the Nevada Commission is trying to work with them. I think the California Commission is working well to try to educate um, the broadcasters, which I think is great because it's a weird thing, right, because the commissions are supposed to be – uh, regulating the promotion, and so they're supposed to have kind of a healthy difference between church and state, you know, not necessarily work together because we're overriding or whatever. It's like, you know, we were kind of, uh, you know, like the Charles Oliveira situation in Arizona, right? Like, what would have happened if Mark Ratner would have walked up? And because a lot of people think the guy on the scale didn't necessarily do it right, but what if Mark Ratner walks up and goes, "Nah, bro, look, you got to do this and you got to do that." You think anybody watching is going to be like, oh, that's totally on the up and up. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, no, of course. They're going <laughs> right. to be like, bro, of course Mark Ratner just came in and messed with the scale so that Charles Oliveira could make weight so their title fight would be on. So there does have to be some kind of healthy separation over who's regulating who and who's doing what. But I don't think that that means – I think, to be honest, if the commission and, and, and the promotion can agree to let their broadcasters be educated – that just does. That just does everybody good. That, 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 yeah. that it, it helps make sure that people know what they're watching and that they're not creating distrust where it shouldn't exist. I think it's a good idea. Yeah, I mean, it certainly would help, but I mean, it still doesn't <clears throat> fix the some of the outline because you still see judges that just do completely weird things. Because if it was if every if every judge followed it to a T, you think we'd always have unanimous decisions. We right. would never have a split decision, right. especially when you have two judges go one way and then you have a 30-27 the opposite way, and you're like... Are, dude, when you see 30-27, 27-30, uh, that's the worst. Yeah, so you're, you're just like, you're like, what's going on? <laughs> so there's probably something... So you're right. I think education would probably just help just to show that they're at least trying to keep everybody up. But I think there's still probably... Um, We'll still see varying levels when it comes to the different judges. But I think you're right. I think if there is something going off to the cage and somebody's being just really just held up against the cage and they're taking a whole ton of control time, somebody could clearly say, guys, while this looks like somebody's doing a lot of control time, they're not doing a lot of damage. And by the rules that say this, this, this. So this could still really go the other way. I think that's so much know? better than, well, you know, what, when, you, when it's that, again, you hear it so much. It's oh, like, yeah. well, what are the judges? Look, we don't know what the judges are valuing. You know, what are they seeing here? Well, and look, they may be seeing something different. Yeah. But you, I think instead of saying, wow, we don't know what the judges are looking at here. No, we do. Or we know what they're yeah. supposed to be don't looking at. Don't turn the audience against them immediately. Like by setting so. them up. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. That's that's a good point. That's a good point. And we and pr we probably all do that because maybe it's been like that for so long that it's hard for them to to switch it because we always immediately want to blame. You could set him on the ground. Oh, sorry. He he loves to hop on the cat. The just table. jumped up here on the table and it, it he just, had missed the frosty. Yeah, beverages, it, just, it only startled me because there was a an open frosty beverage right here, and I was like, "Oh, please don't knock that over!" But the professional broadcaster I am, I kept it in silence. <laughs> but you know, on the road show, man, we just address what's happening here. Well, you know, it's it's funny because uh, you know he probably didn't see you and he probably didn't hear your loud voice he thought it was just me and him he just hopped up on the table <laughs> he's like he's like oh dad's at the table let me oh, hop up like a you mouse know? over just here you know what I mean? like a little whisper over there <laughs> just like like i turned the fan on in the corner just a little soft hum oh, uh, yeah no he's uh maybe maybe he just likes you maybe he wants to sip on the beer i was or just super afraid he's about to knock the frosty beverage over i know he did come pretty close because uh you've had you've had bad uh history with liquids oh, in your uh had a couple your laptops had a couple computers ruined i had a couple <laughs> computers ruined there was one day uh one of the media outlet i won't say uh but was sitting beside me knocked a drink over and uh we were in such close quarters that nobody could kind of get up and get out like but i luckily me being a fat ass i have like a, a sweat sweat my sweat rag <laughs> So I had a towel that was sitting on my uh, tripod that I hadn't used, but
but that was just sitting there that I was going to use if I got hot and sweaty because we were all stuck in there. And I was luckily grabbed it and was able to throw it over to them and, and they were able to pad it out. But the whole time I'm thinking like waiting for the laptop to just go and then just cut out. But it literally brought back memories of every person's laptop I've seen get fluids. Jose Young's we've seen drop oh. coffee, or maybe it was Casey that dropped on. I've seen it happen to you. I've had it happen to me. Um, I think it came close to me before or something. But, yeah, I mean, we've seen lots of technology get wasted by uh, by liquids. Diego <laughs> Diego Hebus from AG Fights yeah. spilled a coffee into my laptop one time. <laughs> and, and then, you know, but the funny thing was, like, Back then, we weren't working together as often. We weren't seeing each other, like, every week. You yeah. know? So, I mean, I was kind of pissed off, but I also, like, I understood it was an accident. Like, it didn't yeah. do it on purpose. And, I, and in my mind, I'm like, it's my fault because I, I walked away from my computer and I left a cup of coffee sitting there. Like, that's my fault. I shouldn't have done that. So, I, I mean, I, while I was frustrated, I wasn't pissed at him. Like, it's not like he did it on purpose. But it's funny because then, like, I don't really know, like, I don't know if he spoke less English back then or he was just more shy back then. So we didn't really talk that much. So we just never really interacted that much. Yeah. And like, like, I find out, like, years later, he thought I hated his guts, you know? And I was like, nah, die. Like, he was like, oh, I, th- I thought you hated me for years because of that. But, uh, it, it, I mean, that's I did, ha- so I did ca- have to buy another computer. But Yeah, that's but, crazy that he carried that around oh, for yeah. years. He's like, Morgan just hates my guts because I ruined his computer. I'm like, nah, dude, I just, I, you were the quiet dude that doesn't speak much English over there, so I didn't talk to you much. Like, sorry. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, but now we now he ends up sitting next to me a lot, so we end up chatting a lot and, <laughs> and talking and stuff. And he's a, awesome. he's a Dallas Mavericks fan now. He got to go to a, he? he got to go to an NBA basketball game in Dallas. He was he was in town covering the PFL the same week I was, and the Mavericks were playing there. And so he got to go see the Mavericks, and uh, that was a series against Utah. So yeah. he got to go see a, an NBA playoff game at American so Airlines. I'm going to show my ignorance of being in, in the bubble. Yes, are they still in it or they lose? They were down four three zero, weren't they? Is it game four? I like, think, yeah, I think they're about to get eliminated. I'll be honest with you. Even I don't. I know. think they were down like three zero, and I thought like the next right game. Now. So it's got to be soon, right? Maybe probably tonight. Probably tonight, tonight or something like that. So yeah. I want to watch them while they're still in there. <laughs> like I said, I feel like we're on borrowed time anyway. Like yeah. I know we weren't supposed to beat Phoenix, and they did. And yeah, you're right. I think even the coach was like, "This is a great experience for a young team." Yeah. I was like. You're already sounding like you lost. <laughs> well, and, and, and look, I, born and raised in Dallas, I'll always be a Dallas sports fan. I grew up watching this. My dad was, for a couple of years, a Dallas Mavericks season ticket holder. Nice. Um, so I got to see my share, my fair share of games back in the day, back at Reunion Arena years and years ago. Um, so I'm always going to be a Dallas fan. But at the same time, I'm not one of those guys that will just like – because I haven't watched a Mavericks basketball game yeah. all year. So, like, now that they're in the playoffs, I'm just going to jump yeah. in and be like, yeah, baby, Mavericks fan for life, baby. Like, bro, <laughs> where'd you get that Mavs hat, Morgan? I never, I know I never see you wear hats, but I must have just been sitting at home waiting. <laughs> yeah, plus, man, I'm, I'm, I'm actually – I don't really get to watch the most basketball because I'm too busy doing uh, promotional items for the Las Vegas Lights. You know, I know, look at you. <laughs> I saw that. I was like, what? That was pretty, that was pretty cool, man. They, they pick, For anybody that does it, the Las Vegas Lights is a local soccer team. And my wife and kid and I go whenever we can, to be honest with you. They, they play a lot of games on Saturday, so we don't get to go a ton. We'll probably go to six or eight games a year. But <laughs> but when you go. But when we go, they got this awesome <laughs> thing, man, where you, you, you can buy a pitch-side kiddie pool. Or like, not buy it, but yeah. you rent the area. So they have like eight of them set up, and it's literally uh, – Two yards from the from the side of the field. I mean, you're wow. on the pitch. Like I sit there and like heckle the the linesmen and the referees and stuff when they miss calls. I'm like, yeah, you know, mess with. And you get, I think it's like fifty bucks or something, and you get four seats. And and uh, and it's just the three of us. It's me, my wife, and my kid. But we'll go and uh, I'll grab a few frosty beverages, kick off the shoes, put the put the feet in the kiddie pool. You know <laughs> what I mean? Sit there, and hang out. And uh, anyway, they 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 uh, tonight or this Saturday, I guess, is their first one. Uh, of the season that has a kiddie pool because now it's warm again. That's super hot right now. So only uh, eight, huh? I think there's only eight of them per game. Wow. Um, that's yeah, the elite. It's, that's like that's like one percenter club that's, right that's, there. I, hey, I'm one percenter, dude. <laughs> one like, percent. You know, it's funny because that's I, how the other half lives. I'm a big soccer fan. Like, Mr. I really, Morgan, your pool is waiting right for you, here, sir. <laughs> uh, I am a big soccer fan, and so I, 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 I'm, I'm excited because they talk, they keep talking about an MLS team coming here, right? Yeah. Like an expansion yeah. team, which I'd be totally down for. Yeah. But I'm assuming if we had MLS, like the lights would probably go away, and those games are so much cheaper. And like, is the is the MLS team going to have, have pitch it with side the hockey, pools? Right? Ah, that's true. They do have like the minor league, the, the minor league hockey Knights and the silver knights. But you're right. It's it's tough to maintain uh, to think that you're going to get. I, I I mean I don't see. 
I don't go to any of the minor league hockey, so I'm right. not sure what the attendance, but everybody's but was so gaga over the nights that I know that some people probably, probably heard Ioli was going there. Yeah. Ioli's like, yeah, I haven't missed one yet. You know, and I'm just like, I mean, Ioli's everywhere, though. You he know what I'm saying? Ioli's everywhere. <laughs> that he is. Um, so maybe, I mean, um, maybe it could. I mean, I know that when we had, we have the crew back in Columbus and the town embrace it, if there was probably uh, some sort of like a, a lesser mind, like I bet people would be into it as long as they knew that it was sort of associated yeah, yeah. with that. You Tour know, ride. maybe you can see the players, yeah, you up or whatever. Yeah. You know, because what's hap- what's weird sometimes is when you have like a minor league team, like you'll see in our baseball team here. I, I think, gosh, they've changed. They've changed, they've changed in the time that we've lived so here, many. Times. They were associated with the Toronto Blue Jays for a while. I think maybe they, the Expos they, at one point. They were uh, the Mets. I know that. Yeah, I, I don't even know who they are. I think they're the A's now. I think they're yeah, associated with so the A's. It's so crazy. Now. So I mean, it's tough when that sort of happens. Then you're just like, do I really care about this team? Right. Um, that's why I liked it back home because like uh, our Columbus Clippers, the AAA team. Got hooked up with at the uh, the Cleveland Indians, which right. made so much sense oh, because they're just up north. They were the Yankees for a long. They're Yankees right? for a long, long, yeah. long time. They, for a short time after the Yankees, I think they became to like uh, maybe this Washington. What were they? Sen- not senators, but something. Um, but for the most part, it was like just little stop gaps until I think they were waiting for the Indians because they knew the Indians was coming. And then after that, when you get that association, Sir, it makes you mean sense. The Guardians. I know the Guardians now. <laughs> I saw one day like and that, that, that is be- that isn't really like the worst possible name, it right? It sucks. <laughs> It's so bad. Like I was looking around, I was like, I was like, yeah, where's the Indian schedule? Because I didn't realize that they had finally changed the name. And then when I saw it was Cleveland Guardians, I was like, what the fuck? Like, I, look, I respect this PC world, and and so the idea of changing the name from the Indians, I kind of, get, I still feel like you could be the Indians and not have like the mascot that looks kind of disrespectful. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think the mascot was the thing that was a little too much. Where it's like. This is a little cartoonish depiction of a human being here. Yeah. So, but I get it. So they want to change it, you know, like the Redskins thing. I, I get that. But but Guardians, man. Guardians. <sighs> They're like, Guardians. what name cannot be offensive? And that is just plain boring. Yeah. And like, how about, how about this Guardians? No one's ever going to say it. I saw this great movie called Guardians of the Galaxy. I think it was really, really cool. Let's be the Guardians. Terrible name. I know. So anyway, back to soccer and back to MMA. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we're just done. This is what happens on Memorial Day weekend when not a lot of MMA. Uh, but yeah, the Las Vegas Slice, they they featured my a picture of my family in their social media. I don't remember you ever telling me that. Did they take pictures with everybody? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, all of them. Or did they just like they just saw you guys and they're like, oh, hey, hey, you know. Because I didn't see them tag you, but I didn't know if they were like they, they did tag me. Yeah, yeah, did they, they did tag me. Yeah, they were like, "Be cool, like John Morgan MMA, and come hang out at our pool or whatever." So, oh shit! Yeah, it's kind of nice. It's kind of cool. Uh, I, look, I I thought it was cool. I, I was maybe it's a little it too cool. extra for you, but I thought it was, <laughs> I, thought it was cool. I, I, I felt respect. I have I have fun when I go out there. I like to go. Out so that's my favorite part to go. They do have a place. So this is cool. So if you ever want to come to a lights game, so the the, uh, the pitch side pools are awesome, but they have another area. I think anybody. In fact, I'm, in fact, I'm sure. I think you can get a, a general admission ticket for like ten bucks, and they have a bar that's behind one of the goals, and it's literally like again, like two yards from the goal line or whatever. So you can go there and you can just grab a beer. And when I say bar, it's literally yeah. just like an outdoor like. But you can grab a beer and just stand like right there, like two feet from the sidelines or from the end. So if you didn't have the wife and the kitty, that would be where you would. Totally. Because that would be weird if you were just at the pool by yourself. And then, Yeah, being at the pool by yourself <laughs> would be weird. And then they have, and then they have another section that's up because it's an old baseball field. It's yeah. up in the press box. Yeah. So it's nice and air-conditioned and all that. But that one is $50, and it's all you can drink. Oh, nice. Yeah, because I And remember, I can put in work on that. Yeah, I remember during the baseball games, they used to have some – it was like the lounge or the club clubhouse yep. or whatever it was. Yep. But, uh, oh, that's awesome, man. Shout out. Las Vegas Lights, free commercial. They didn't even pay me for that. I just have fun with it. And they use me on social media. So, All right, listen, not a lot of it. Sir, your pool is waiting for free this time. I know. That'd, that'd be nice. But, no, nah, I'll happily pay. I have a good time out there. Uh, all right, so, listen, not a ton of MMA this weekend. But I will say, remind you, UFC Fight Pass, both Friday and Saturday. I'm flying out to Philadelphia tomorrow for uh, some action at 2300 Arena. My man CM Punk will not be with me because... He's actually here in Las Vegas right now. Yes. He's actually wrestling this Sunday. I don't know if he wrestles tonight or not. I know they do like a Wednesday event. I guess he probably wouldn't wrestle tonight, right? Knowing that he's got a title fight on Sunday, unless there was no. They might do like one of those weird like just cut-ins where he's yeah. in the arena, and they might do like a scene An where he's talking or something. Or something. Yeah, I couldn't imagine. So 
so he's in town for that. So uh, Dean Thomas will actually be joining me, which I'm looking forward yeah. to that. We had, a, we had a production call the other day, so that should be a, a good time. But CFSC 109 on Friday night, we did lose. We were supposed to have the return of Santo Curatolo in an interim uh, flyweight title bout. Of course, we saw Santo on uh, Dana White's contender series. He lost to Clayton Rodriguez, who, was, who looks like a really, really talented flyweight. He was kind of ready to start building again. But unfortunately – uh, his opponent uh, had some issues uh, in in route. I think he, I don't know if there's some visa issues or some travel delays. I'm not sure what it was, but basically removed on the on fight week, which sucks. So we lost that. But uh, the kid that's in our main event, uh, Manuel Sosa, eight and zero, looks like an absolute terror. Also hailing from Brazil, and he's facing Moro Chalet, who's from uh, Brazil, Brazil as well. So we've got an all Brazilian uh, main event in the lightweight division with uh, and including a, an undefeated Manuel Sosa, who looks like. Uh, an absolute terror, but as excited I am about that because I love MMA and I love doing CFFC. I'm even more excited about the next night because Saturday nights when we do Fury Professional Grappling Four, it's still only our fourth grappling event. Yeah, uh, and they're just so much fun, man. Sean Brady versus Ben Saunders in the main event, Clay Guida versus Alex Caceres in the co-main, uh, a bunch of other notables on the Jason Guida's on the card as well. So oh, big Jays on there. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if Clay is going to slap Jason. You know <laughs> what I mean? I want to see how hey, that man. plays out. Uh, but yeah, so listen, Bruce Leroy, Clay Guida, two fan favorites, two all action guys oh, in the awesome. cult main event. I love that one. And then the main event, Sean Brady, former CFFC champ, obviously a Philly guy, man. That's his town. It's his backyard. He's going to pack the house against Ben Saunders, uh, who I spoke to Ben Saunders, uh, earlier this week and he's excited. He's like, man, I just, I love it. He's like, look, I still got a little bit of MMA left me. So Ben Saunders has been fighting as a professional for 18 years. He debuted wow. in May of 2004. And I was like, so are you, you know, you still looking to do some MMA fights? He's like, I am. He's like, I still got a couple left in me. He's like, you know, I definitely want to keep doing grappling and that as much as I can, but I want to keep competing. And he's like, I think if I had to put a date on it, May, 2024, would be the date that I'd say, let me take my last fight. 20 years, you know, let me wow. do 20 years in the business as a pro fighter. Two more years. Um, yeah, and so I, I was like, good for you, man. He's 39 right now, so conceivable, conceivable. He said, you know, he said he'd actually like to do, uh, if he could, he's like, best case scenario, if they let me have one more fight in the UFC, just to kind of call. He's like, I don't need to do the whole, put my gloves in the center and all that. He's like, but just to go out in the UFC, that would be pretty awesome. But so. If a guy's ever, if a, if a guy's done his time that deserves that moment, that's like, that probably is been it. around, dude. He was in the Ultimate Fighter six. That is crazy. Thirty is going. Who's uh? Right you guys bringing anybody in for the grappling? I don't think call? so. I don't. Not that I'm aware. Of. I think just it's you and Dean. Me. Yeah, it should be me and Dean as well. So is Dean going to do the post fight interviews in the cage? Or are you yeah. going to go in? Not he Dean, is going to yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Has he done that before? I yeah, think? yeah. He's okay. done it some like other events. Okay, stuff. I couldn't remember if I'd seen him go in there and do something like that before. I know I've seen him talk with guys before, but I couldn't remember if I've ever seen him in the ring. Well, good for him. That's yeah, cool. I'm excited about it. He's legit, man. That's a legit uh, partner for sure. We were on a we were on a production call the other day, you know, talking through the, everything. When he signs in and, and he's uh, sitting at the radio studio with like the ESPN background in the background, I was like, "Oh, look at you, big timer!" Yeah. I was like, I "Can't <laughs> just join in." Like, now you got a big timer. It's like, "Oh, excuse me, ESPN Radio is Dean Thomas here." So, uh, <laughs> where's my makeup? Yeah, where's makeup? <laughs> so, looking forward to that. And then uh, talk to Sean Brady as well. And Sean, Sean is uh, Sean's like, and, and this was interesting, man. He was super. He's like, I am going to submit Ben. Saunders 100%. You know, he got a little, he, he beat Craig Jones last time, but if you watch that match, a Craig Jones match is always a Craig Jones match, right? He's going to sit down. He's going to try to, you know, get in on your legs. He's going to try to invert that sort of thing. Sean never really engaged with them. You know, he kind of – it was kind of, it was a stalemate in a lot of ways. It was a stalemate in a lot of ways. Um, but, you know, Sean ended up getting uh, the decision win. Craig wasn't super I was going to say, because I thought it. you said – I thought you just said he submitted him. And I was like, did he submit No, I got the decision win. Decision. But, uh, yeah, okay. yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and uh, only Craig was real happy about it. And Sean admits, like, he's like, dude, look, it wasn't the most exciting fight. I'll give you that. He's but like, he did but what he had to do. I did what I had to do. He's like, I saw the, the fucking rules. win over him. That's is, it. Huge. He's like, I saw the rules, and I knew what I had to do, and <laughs> – I did that. That's one guy that's paying attention to the rule set. Hey, yeah. I mean, a, a win over Jones is fucking nuts, man. You can hang that fucking on your mantle right there. That's it. And this one, by the way, so it'll be a 10-minute. So everything on the card is no gi. Um, and uh, Sean and Ben will be at 185 pounds as well. So I'm kind of actually anxious to see what Sean looks like uh, at 185, not having to cut because he's already like a monster. <sighs> man. I think he's, he says he's going to submit it. He's going to submit it. He's, good. He <laughs> he's, he's really gonna good. Submit. He's really good. But, man, Ben – Ben Ben's Wiley, man. You never can I well, I I never count him out of an MMA fight. I don't know about that one. Yeah. It's gonna be a tough one. But I mean he's, he's an Eddie Bravo black belt, so we'll yeah. see. That's a really cool lineup of, of 
fighters crossing over to do that, man. That's I like a, big, a lot of big names. I think we're going to do uh, – hopefully we continue to do more of it, so I'm excited about it. Um, by the yeah, way, I bet you do. Oh, Daddy Paychecks. Love it. Yeah. Oh. Sir, your pool is waiting for you at the soccer <laughs> game. You're going to start going everywhere and expect somebody to put the pool out so you can just have your pool. You gonna Next thing you know, you're going to be ordering your groceries and picking them up, and they're going to lay a pool out for you, you know. I like I like where you're looking. I like this vision you have, man. I'm, I want to make that happen. By the way, I did want to say, so I talked to Sean briefly about two kind of what. You tell the Apex to put a pool in there for you. Oh, my God. That'd be <laughs> They're like, uh, John, your press row pool is ready. We made sure the water was slightly warm. Just sitting there. Anyway, if you want, we could, put the, we could put the ripple machine on for you. Just sitting there typing up stuff with my feet. Your feet in a little, little baby pool. pool. Oh, Hilarious. I might be with just to fuck with you. <laughs> Sit it underneath your desk. That's a fun experience if you got to go, boy. I'm telling you. You, you, you did. Look, you guys all look very happy. You should go, go Saturday. You're here. I'm not. You should go Saturday. Go get, get your crew together. Go get some pitch side pool. <laughs> my crew. You're one half of my crew. <laughs> like, if you're gone, like, who else do I have left? I was. Oh, that's right. I remember seeing your nachos. Did Did you? Uh, I did tweet back in your thing. Did you have jalapenos in nachos? Come on, dog. Yeah, right? Yeah, come on. Okay, please. If you get ballpark nachos and you don't, don't get jalapenos, you're, I mean, you're talking wrong. about just some just some chips with some <laughs> oozy cheese. I mean, because no. one, they never usually give you enough cheese anyway, so you, I kind of need the, the jalapenos just exactly. to double up yep. when you run out of the cheese. Yep. Okay, okay. Yeah, come on. Wow, man, now you really did go it up. That's a one percent life right there. <laughs> I got extra jalapenos. How about that? Damn, sir. Mr. Morgan, we have, Mr. Your, Martin, extra we have your extra jalapenos that you actually offered. So crazy. Uh, listen, by the way, Sean Brady, uh, by the way, he wants a top 10 fight next time out. Uh, and he he is uh, he had surgery on his nose. So, you know, a lot of his, his last fight against Michael Chiesa, a lot of people were like, dude, he's sucking wind bad. Like, his cardio is going to be an issue. He's like, you know. A lot of people don't realize the first punch I took in the fight, it broke my nose. No shit. He's like, so I couldn't breathe through my nose. And he's like, and blood was just pouring down my throat the whole time. So I couldn't really breathe out of my mouth very well either. He's like, it sucked. Wow. But, but everybody's like, oh, your cardio sucks. He's like, I promise you, my cardio <laughs> doesn't suck. He's like, I couldn't breathe at all. So he got his, uh, he's got his septum fixed or whatever. And so he's pretty excited about kind of getting back in there and showing that, like, That's awesome. hey, I got cardio. He's like, I'm not that fucking coffee guy that can't fucking run down the lap. I got cardio. <laughs> not that guy. How do you, Matt, man, taking a shot like that, knowing right from the get-go that your nose is busted and you're tasting your own blood on the back of your mouth. I'm out. Like, you're I'm done. Out. I'm done. Right? Like, I'm out. these people are wired differently Way than different. us. If my life does not depend on it, I'm going to go be a fucking baby in the mm. side and be like, I'm done. Like, like, like sorry, dog. My, my nose, I bro. I can't so. breathe. I can't breathe. I'm out. Can I tap? I'm tap. Yeah. I'm tapped. I'm out. I'm tapped. I'm out. You know, like these these men and women are a whole nother level, man. That's so gnarly to hear that and just think like, yeah, oh yeah, that happened right at the very very beginning, and then they just to just shrug it off and then uh, just get back in there. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, it can be you know kind of a role model for you and your for the adversity that <laughs> oh, you might have to deal with stop. in your in your amateur fight when you're you know when when you're tested, no. you know when you're getting a bad position, you'll just think back to Sean Brady and you know. Like, it's going to be rough. It's, it's going to be, be tough. tough. <laughs> but I'm going to do fucking great. It's going to be fucking great. <laughs> it's such a funny – well, that mantra sucks, but I like it. <laughs> I love it. All right, listen. So after I do CFSC Friday and Saturday, then I'm flying home on Sunday, getting a wife and kid. We're going to go to T-Mobile Arena. We're going to go watch AEW. We're going to watch our man CM Punk wrestle. Uh, if anybody has gone to an AEW event or knows – like. I have no idea exactly yeah. like how to take this in. Like, I if you got any tips on on how to best enjoy this or <laughs> how to best, I would say don't look disgusted like it's all fake bullshit. No, you gotta you gotta, you gotta get you gotta, into you gotta, it. Gotta get into it and have fun. I mean, because Eli's gonna mirror what you do. If right. anything, maybe you'll just mirror what he does because right. he'll probably get into it and be like, "Dad, don't be a dead log." He's over never here. watched any of it, so I don't know. I, I don't know how he's gonna react to it because I've never yeah. really shown him pro wrestling. But he's a fun know? kid. Like oh, if, fun he, kid. if he if he if he starts seeing everybody else get into it, he's gonna get into it. Yeah. You know, that should be interesting. Is so all three of you are doing it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so the whole family's going. That's uh, awesome. I have no like I said, I've I you should get, I, like wear like mask, like a luchador mask or something. Get out of here. Do you think people are gonna recognize him and be like, Morgan, Morgan? You might you might need to you know, you're getting big time now. You might need to you might need are, to cover up a little are bit. Are you that guy with the Las Vegas slides promotional? <laughs> Bro <laughs> You the guy that puts you watch pool? You watch from a pool? 
Uh, yeah, yeah, it'd be interesting, right? Because I mean, I think there's probably there's there's, there's gotta crossover. be a lot of MMA crossover. Pro wrestling crossover, right? That could be cool for your kid to see if, if people do it, and then like with your kids there, who who doesn't want to be so, like big man? It is pretty with funny kids around. So when my it, 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 I will say that makes me feel pretty good when people come and say, but it is so my kid has been around me in group settings like a couple times. But it's always been like MMA environment because that's all I really do. You know what I mean? Yeah, and like. Yeah, people are like, oh, so my kid thinks I know, like, everybody in the world. And it's like, no, I just know everybody in, like, this one little tiny world. Right. You know what I mean? It did, Actually, it was funny at the Las Vegas Lights game one time, like, as soon as the game was over, like, one of the players walked over to our pool and was like, you're that UFC guy, right? And I'm that's like, that's awesome. Yeah, that's bizarre. That's, He's like, I heard your voice all yeah. the way over there. <laughs> yeah, like, he was on the other side of I the was, field. I was going to go for a header, and then I heard you call me a jackass. I'm like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> So yeah, so I'm, I'm I'm excited to see my man CM Punk wrestle. I've never never seen him wrestle. Uh, I mean, I, I saw his comeback, but um, but that was about it. So I haven't yeah. I certainly haven't seen him in person. So I'm excited to see that. And uh, I mean, I've seen some clips and stuff like that. But it's amazing the 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 the, the fan love for him. Like uh, watching watching that shit on TV so is cool. so cool. So happy for him. So yeah, and I'm sure you're gonna you'll get you'll I'm sure that'll be a really cool moment for you to see that see him in his element where yeah. everybody's like. Just going goo goo and gaga over him. He's Good for him. Guy. It's funny. I remember when he when he first made his debut over in the UFC. I mean, I knew that the dude did wrestling, but I had no idea how big of a star he was. Me neither. Um, so it's kind of cool that even when he stepped away for what two years, several years, three years, something like Longer a few years, uh, for them to just immediately open arms right back yeah. into it, man. That's pretty cool. That that scene of him coming back in Chicago was Yeah, that's that pretty was, cool. That was pretty cool, man. That was like giving me chills. I wasn't even there, dude. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. So I'm excited. So if anybody's got any tips or Things I need to watch out for. Maybe you're a big AEW fan Wait, and you're like, because I don't know who else is on the card. Like, if you're like, hey, you're going to like this one. Do, do I stay and watch every match or do I walk around a little bit? I don't Where are your seats at? I have no idea. I have no idea. My man, Punk. Oh, oh you're going to have well. good seats then. Hopefully put you near like a walkout sort of he'll, thing. He'll just, just to jack with me. He'll sit me way back up in the. Nah, <laughs> he'll get you good ones. He'll get you good ones so you can actually in, enjoy like the walkout stuff where they're, where they're coming down. They still come down the ramp or whatever. They'll probably yeah. They have you, like the big end stage. They have the big ramp that, that comes down, and then you'll be off to the side. I, I bet you have good. Like, you might get some TV time. You might need to wear appropriate shirt. Something something fun. A couple frosty beverages. Yeah, we should get shirts that say frosty beverages. I thought about going and uh, going to like Las Vegas Fight Shop and getting like a CM Punk shirt, but I've been so busy, I just that I would be outrageous. Roll down and roll. Uh, down that CM would Punk. be awesome. But then, like, I feel like it's such a poser, you know what I mean? Like, but that's I, part of the fun. Yeah, that's part of the fun. Because I, I think had, he, I think he would totally get a kick out of it because he, I think he would understand that you're just embracing it and fun. He knows you're not like, oh my god, this is CM Punk. This is my my shirt. Like he knows you're you're in on the fun with right. that. I, that's why. I, I would think that he would take it. I think he would take it as a very like a nice gesture, but also he would get a kick out of it because he's like, "This motherfucker doesn't really want to wear my shirt," <laughs> but he's he's just doing it because he knows I might see it, you know. Yeah. And like, and plus the fun thing is like, you know, even if you did happen to get on on a broadcast or whatever, that's a fun image that you could always use and tease around with him, yeah, yeah. forever. Or, or maybe I should get his opponent's shirt and just like boo the Ooh. hell out of him. Even better. <laughs> like, Even better. Worst in the world. <laughs> wow. Dress the whole family. Either maybe maybe the son can have punk or just do the whole family in the opponent. I don't know what's better. They both sound pretty good. But that as soon as you said that, I was like, wow, yeah, I like that area. I mean, I like that wrestling. Like, we just kind of play a role, right? But I, like I, mean, that. I really would want to wear a shirt and support my guy. Punk's become a good friend of both, mine, so. I think both would be – I think he would get a kick out of both of them. I think if you wore a shirt, he'd get a kick out. And I I wonder, think, if I, I wore his would... opponents in Boom, I wonder if I could get him, like, break character and laugh. Or like, <laughs> <laughs> he would just, like, crack up when he saw me. Like, bro, you don't even know whose shirt you're wearing yeah. right now. You're just messing with me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you get like I'm with dummy shirt for Eli or something. Oh, uh, too funny. So I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna be a fun That's weekend. Fun. I'm flying out tomorrow. Uh, like I said, uh, for anybody that wants to watch, please do Friday night, uh, seven. Uh, no, excuse me, eight p.m. Eastern on USC Fight Pass for CFSC 109, and then uh, six p.m. Eastern on Saturday for uh, Fury Grappling Four, which we really enjoy doing the the grappling. So. That's what I got going on. And then Sunday, I guess, if you're buying the pay-per-view, look for me and the family on uh, <laughs> from the nosebleeds wearing uh, – You're not going to be in the wearing nosebleeds, bro. shirt. You should. You have to have a shirt. I bet you're, I bet you're going to be in front row. I don't know. If, if Punk arranged or helped get the tickets, you got to have good seats. 
That's like that's like just going. Happy to be in the building, sir. Just that, happy to that's be in the building, it. Sir. That's it. I mean, I guess there's a lot of dudes on it. It'd be like you know getting like access to Dana's tickets, and it's not right. every, not it's everybody not can everybody be in the, in the front, front row. row. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that's awesome, man. That that'll be a lot of fun. But you got now you got to wear a shirt. If you don't wear his or his opponent's shirt, I would be very very let down. Because now it's in my head. Now it's stuck in my head, <laughs> and it, it chuckles the shit out of me. I think it would be really good. I think it'd be fun, but. Nobody's tell a secret. Don't don't leak that because if you wear it, it's got to be a surprise. That'd be pretty funny. It's got to be a Especially surprise. Especially his opponent. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it'll be too good. All right, listen. Uh, look, not a lot of fights to talk about since it's Memorial Day weekend, but we'll be back next week, of course. And uh, the schedule starts cranking up again. Fight back night at it. in Singapore. Uh, then uh, so several other items going on. It's going to be a busy schedule, and uh, you know. We appreciate you joining us for it all. And uh, thanks for listening.